0: Hey, this is Dylan Short, host of Locked On Braves, and you're listening to Locked On Yankees. Yo. Welcome to the Locked On Yankees Podcast, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Stacey Gottsulius, and I'm the host of Locked On Yankees. You can find us on Twitter at Locked On Yankees, all one word. You can find me on Twitter at Stace Gots. Please feel free to tweet questions or comments to either account. If you're a new listener, hello and welcome. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. I hope you all enjoy today's episode. Today's episode is a little up in the air because right now we don't know what's happening exactly with the Yankees. They're definitely not playing in Philly anymore, and it's possible they may have to play in Baltimore tomorrow and Thursday, but we'll talk about that, and we'll take a look back at a game that happened five years ago tonight, and it was a doozy. But first, you can get Locked On Yankees and all other Locked On podcasts straight to your phone in Apple Podcasts. Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Himalaya, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play a podcast, Locked on Yankees. Okay, so there's lots of stuff happening right now, and the situation is very fluid. I woke up a little late today and um, was completely confused by the news I was seeing, and now that I've been up for nearly an hour and a half, I'm still confused by all the news I'm seeing. What we do know is that the Yankees are not playing Philly tonight, and they are not playing Philly Wednesday and Thursday in Yankee Stadium anymore. Because of Philadelphia's exposure to the Marlins, who have 14 players now testing positive with COVID 19, the Nationals players have voted to not go to Miami to play their games. Baltimore is not playing their games, obviously, against Miami either, because they should be playing them right now. It's a mess. It's an absolute, total mess. And this is what I was afraid of when baseball said, oh yeah, we're going to start up, it's going to be fine. Now the story is that some of the Marlins players went to a strip club in Atlanta and that's possibly where they all picked up COVID-19. I still don't understand, and I spoke about this yesterday, I understand in one way why the Marlins would say, oh no, we're going to play our game against the Phillies on Sunday. But if you know that many guys have tested positive for COVID-19, and you've read about how it spreads, why would you put the Phillies in danger? Now, there's another thing I don't understand. The Marlins made the decision to play the game on Sunday. That's what MLB said. That's what Rob Manfred said. But now they're saying that MLB has the ultimate decision with regards to the Nationals. So... Why can't the Nationals vote not to play? I don't understand what's the difference here. So teams are allowed to put other teams in danger, but teams that don't want to be put in danger are going to be put in danger because MLB doesn't think that they're smart enough to make a decision? I really need this to be explained to me because I don't get it at all. The Nationals should be able to make this decision and say, no, we're not going to Miami. I think every team in baseball should be able to say, we're not going to Miami. And Miami shouldn't be playing games for the next two weeks. From what I've seen, they're going to not play games for at least a week. But with the incubation period and the quarantine period or self-isolation period that the CDC recommends, shouldn't they not be playing games for two weeks? And I think it's amusing that Commissioner Rob Manfred said that this isn't a nightmare scenario. Really? 14 players testing positive for COVID-19 on one squad is not a nightmare situation. And the fact that they could have spread it to the Phillies isn't a nightmare situation. What kind of nightmares does this man have? Have you noticed that the commissioner is never able to say the right thing? He's always putting his foot in his mouth. It's incredible. Okay, just saw a tweet that said, Just in, Miami-Dade Mayor Jimenez says the Marlins should follow the 14-day quarantine protocol when returning to South Florida after they were knowingly exposed to COVID-19. As of 24 minutes ago, Joel Sherman tweeted, when finalized, likely today, which, hi, it's 3 o'clock, when are you doing this? The Marlins not playing before Monday, although what I just told you, they shouldn't be playing for two weeks. Philly's not playing before Friday. The Yankees will be... At the Orioles Wednesday and Thursday, the Nationals will be off for the weekend because the Marlins were supposed to be their opponents. So this is just an absolute mess. And this is the thing. It's not just the Marlins who are being affected by this. Five teams in total are being affected by this mess. And speaking of being affected by this, Jay Happ was supposed to pitch tonight against the Phillies. Garrett Cole was scheduled to pitch tomorrow against the Phillies in Yankee Stadium, So now that they're in a holding pattern, which isn't really a good thing for starting pitchers, and because the Yankees are in a holding pattern, because they still don't know for sure if they're going to be playing against Baltimore, this is just a giant show. Okay, thank you, MLB. It is now official the Yankees will be playing in Baltimore Wednesday and Thursday. Obviously, I don't know what this means about who's starting, who's not starting, all that stuff. But at least now we know The Yankees are not playing tonight in Philly, obviously, and they will be playing their next two games in Baltimore instead of home in New York. Now, all these games are marked as postponed, which means they will be made up at some other point during the season, if they can. But I saw a tweet from Buster Olney last night that stated, if teams don't play their full 60-game schedule and they play only 53, 54, 56 games the standings will go by winning percentage. In just a few moments, we'll be taking a look back at a game that happened five years ago tonight in Texas, but before we do that, let's talk about CBDMD. Because it doesn't matter if you're a professional athlete, a stay-at-home parent, or you spend eight hours in an uncomfortable office chair, everyone needs support to make it through the day. Luckily, our friends at CBDMD have an amazing duo that can help you relax, regroup, and recharge when life gets chaotic. CBD Freeze with menthol is an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joints in a convenient and easy-to-use roller or shareable squeeze tube. CBD Recover combines CBD with inflammation-fighting compounds such as Arnica and Vitamin B6 to give you the support you need where it matters the most. And to make it even easier to try this amazing duo of topicals and everything else CBDMD has to offer, they're offering our listeners 25% off your next order when you use the promo code LOCKEDONMLB at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD, promo code LOCKEDONMLB for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD oil products from CBDMD. So you may be thinking, Stace, why are you looking at a game from five years ago today? Well, the Yankees were down in Texas. This was the infamous 2015 team where A-Rod hit 33 home runs. Stephen Drew was on the team. Brendan Kelly was on the team. It was a mishmash of players you'd never expect to be on the Yankees. I mentioned this in another show. I mentioned the fact that the mid-2000 Yankees and the mid-2010 Yankees had a lot of those guys that you forgot were on the team. And this team was... Yes, definitely one of them. So, July 28th, 2015, the Yankees were taking on the Texas Rangers in Texas. The attendance was 28,403. The start time was 7.10 local. And the Yankees went ham on the Texas Rangers. The Yankees lineup, Jacoby Ellsbury, Brett Gardner, Alex Rodriguez, Mark Teixeira, Chris Young, Chase Headley, John Ryan Murphy, Didi Gregorius, Brendan Ryan. And your starter was Chris Capuano. I told you. For the Rangers, Delano DeShields, Rugi Odor, Adrian Beltre, Prince Fielder, Elvis Andrews, Mitch Moreland, Ryan Rua, Soo Chu, Robinson Chirinos. And then your pitcher, or your starter, was Martin Perez. Because there would be more than one pitcher for the poor Texas Rangers during this particular game. Now, it started off bad for the Yankees. In fact, I was worried after the bottom of the first that the Yankees were going to get trampled because this is what happened. After a leadoff walk to Delano De Shields, Capuano had Odor fly out and Beltre fly out for two outs. Okay, so there's two outs and one on base. So that seems doable. Then he walks Prince Fielder. Andrews hits a single that scores De Shields. Mitch Moreland walks. Rua hits a single that scores Fielder and Andrews. Chu hits a double that scores Moreland, advances Rua to third. Then Chirinos walks, so that loads the bases. And then Delano De Shields walks, and that scores Rua, moves Chu to third, Chirinos to second. So Joe Girardi's finally seen enough of Chris Capuano. You know, because the Rangers were up five nothing, he brings in Diego Moreno, who I don't even remember, and he gets Odor to ground out to end the inning. So the Yankees are down five nothing and then <laughs> the top of the second happens, and this is where the game gets crazy. Chris Young hits a double to start things off. Chase Headley hits a single that scores Young. John Ryan Murphy hits a single. Headley makes it to second. Didi Gregorius is hit by a pitch to load the bases. Brendan Ryan hits a double that scores Headley and Murphy. Gregorius makes it to third. Jacoby Elsberry hits a single. Gregorius scores. Ryan gets to third. Brett Gardner hits a single. Ryan scores. Ellsbury to second. Alex Rodriguez hits a double that scores Elsberry. Gardner gets to third. Wandy Rodriguez replaces Martin Perez. So it's 5-5 at this point. Mark Teixeira strikes out swinging. Chris Young walks. Chase Headley hits another single. <laughs> Scores Gardner. Arod gets the third. Young to second. John Ryan Murphy strikes out with the bases loaded. Didi Gregorius then hits a bases-clearing triple. Brendan Ryan follows that up with a double to score Gregorius. And the Yankees are up 11-5. The inning ends with Jacoby Ellsbury striking out swinging. So the Yankees got 11 runs on 10 hits. They only left one on base. It's 11-5. In the top of the third, Brett Gardner leads off with a single. A-Rod hits a single. Mark Teixeira walks to load the bases. And Chris Young hits a grand slam to put the Yankees up 15-5. Chase Headley walks. Then Rodriguez on the Texas side is replaced by Phil Klein. John Ryan Murphy hits a ground ball double play. Didi Gregorius hits a single. Brendan Ryan hits a ground out to end the inning. Four runs on four hits, one left on base. Again, it's 15 to five in the top of the fourth with Phil Klein still pitching. Ellsbury grounds out to start the inning. Brett Gardner walks. Alex Rodriguez walks. Mark Teixeira hits a ground out. That's a force out at second. So Gardner makes it to third. Then Chris Young reaches on an E6. Gardner scores. Teixeira makes it to second. And then Chase Headley hits a pop fly into foul territory to end the inning. So it's 16-5 to at this point. In the top of the sixth, Brett Gardner leads off with a walk. A-Rod strikes out looking. Mark Teixeira is hit by a pitch. And, oh, Spencer Patton... Has replaced Phil Klein pitching. Chris Young hits a double that scores Gardner and moves to share at a third. So Chris Young had himself a night. So it's 16 to five at this point. Garrett Jones comes in to pinch run for Mark Teixeira. I told you the 2015 team was goofy. Chase Headley strikes out looking. John Ryan Murphy hits a single that scores both Jones and Young. The Yankees are up 19 to five at this point. Didi Gregorius hits a single. But Brendan Ryan strikes out looking to end the inning. So if you're keeping score, the Yankees have scored 19 unanswered runs. And then in the top of the ninth, Jacoby Ellsbury reached on catcher interference because that's what he does best other than being on the IL. Sorry, but it's true. So Adam Rosales came in to replace Tanner Sheppers who was one of the only pitchers on the Rangers who didn't give up a run in this game. So again, Ellsbury's already on base, and then Brett Gardner has a two-run home run to put the Yankees up 21-5. That would be all that they scored. But again, after being down 5 nothing in the bottom of the first, they scored 21 unanswered runs. I would say that's a better performance than the April 2012 game when they found themselves down 9-0 to the Red Sox and scored 15 unanswered runs. Although I prefer the game against the Red Sox simply because it was against the Red Sox and because it was a Fox game and a lot of people saw it happen. So I hope you had fun with that trip down memory lane. They should show that game as a Yankees classic, as ridiculous as it is. Let me go through the final numbers here, because as I mentioned, Chris Young had a very big day. He was three for six, with five runs batted in. Brett Gardner was three for four with three runs batted in. Arod was two for four with one run batted in. Chase Headley was two for four with two runs batted in. John Ryan Murphy had two runs batted in. He was two for five. Didi Gregorius was four for five. He drove in three runs. Brendan Ryan was two for six. He drove in three runs. So yeah, it was, it was a crazy day. So before I end the show, just a reminder, the Yankees are not playing tonight. They're playing tomorrow and Thursday in Baltimore, which should make Gleyber Torres a very happy boy. Now, the other thing about all these postponements and everything happening with COVID-19, the Yankees haven't been able to work out. So they're hoping to work out in Baltimore today and then play Wednesday, Thursday, but As I said, the situation is fluid. You never know what's going to happen. So I guess we should all just cross our fingers. So that's it for this episode of Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'd like to remind you that you can subscribe to this show in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcast, Locked on Yankees. One more thing, if you could be so kind, please rate the podcast and spread the word about this podcast to your fellow Yankee fans. We would really appreciate it. Enjoy another off night, and hopefully we will be talking about matchups tomorrow.